Hello and welcome back to the 11th episode of Fajitas Tonight with me, Elle. And me, Morgana. We have left it a hot minute. It's been two weeks and we're really <laughs> sorry for those three fans the who've been crying, waiting. shedding their tears. I know, we got some good feedback from the last one though, so that was positive vibes. Yeah, very exciting. Mm. But um, me and Elle have realised since our... It, it was so annoying that our conversation <laughs> about sustainable fashion actually really left me with an urge to shop. Have you shopped yet though? No, I haven't. It's See, just I, an itch. I felt And now it. I... Because it's like forbidden fruit, which is quite awful. But it is an interesting discussion, obviously, and we will be thinking about those things that we discovered. I will just say ASOS did have 20% off the other day and I, f- I fell off the wagon. Oh. And I text you saying, <laughs> you give me father. <laughs> I have asos <laughs> But oh. what can you do when there's 20% off and you haven't bought trainers in a year? I needed some new shoes. I'm really worried that we are actually going against everything we said in the last episode. Yes, but we're guilty feminists and guilty consumers. Consumers, look, uh, it's the little things. It's it's we vegetarian. You eat vegan. Mm, Um, What else we do? We we're the only house I swear to God in our road that recycle. That could because we don't have recycling bins, but we make the effort to separate things and take it to the tip. We do. With the recycling bins are there. Exactly. So, do you know what? Roundabouts. I mean, we're no good at Thunberg, but we are on track. (laughs) But something else naughty we did that we did mention in the last episode is that we did fly out to Dublin. (laughs) How was was your holiday, Elle? My lover. Well, I had this really (laughs) annoying girl with me called Morgana Chess. No jokes. Um, We had a really good time. Thanks, Meg, for hosting. Thank y'all. Shout out to her mother, Mary, who thought that me and Morgana were a lesbian couple, which is, <laughs> which actually goes with, we had um some feedback from a listener who said we have great chemistry and I feel ooh, like it's just been ooh. confirmed now. I know. I thought we were playing it cool when we were in Dublin, but clearly Elle, they're onto us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it was a great time. It was really the good. Irish. Nice Do your chefs. accent. Oh. Nice chubs on your one. No, that wasn't very good, was it? I can't do it. I need to hear it and then replicate it. Yeah. I, I mean, know. Louis would argue but that neither of us can Louis do it. Louis is number one stan. Yeah. <laughs> also, shout out Meg, who, you know, finished her degree and got her result. We Ooh, love you. We stan, well Meg. We are in fear of D-Day, our own personal D-Day, finding things A out. A month. Gross. We're just blabbing now. We are. Should we introduce what we're actually going to be talking yeah, about? Yeah, go on then. You can Thank go. Okay. Well, since it's been a whole two weeks... We have consumed numerous things, as always, and we thought we'd kind of tie that into the news stories and pop cultural things that we found interesting, with a particular deep dive into something that I've been begging for us to do an <laughs> episode on for a while. Um, that, shall I say it now? Go on, say it. Okay, yeah. It was promised a few episodes ago, Jeannie Stanley will be happy. We're going to be doing a cultural deep dive into the phenomenon of Twilight. But oh. that, won't be, that won't be the only one, so if you're not oh, a Twilight fan, still hold on. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, there are many other great things coming up that we can be talking about. Let's get Get straight into it. Okay, Elle, for the first topic that we're covering, classic, I am out of the loop with the cultural zeitgeist and you need to educate me on what's going on. So what is it that everyone's talking about? Okay, so over the last (laughs) few weeks, or maybe even 10 days, I don't know when this all began and my life changed forever. No, I actually wasn't into it at the beginning, but James Charles and Tati, the scandal of the century. I really, really want someone to do a dissertation on this. I think it would be so interesting. Really? Yes. I'm sure it will happen. I wonder what subject that would be. Sociology? Sociology, yeah. Or you could probably do it in... Media? 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 Sociology? Don't know. Someone needs to do it. But basically, essentially, there are two YouTubers. Just going to do a brief 
brief cover I'm sure I, need all the, I need all the info. Two YouTubers. One's a 19-year-old guy. He's nearly 20, called James Charles. Makeup YouTuber. He had, like, 15 million sub- subscribers on YouTube, which is mad. Um, and then Tati, who had significantly less. I think she's got less than 10 million. Um, she's a bit older. Different market that she kind of um, advertises her things to you know how youtubers are influencers now and stuff um and they have been really good friends she's been like a mother figure to him and basically when he went to coachella for the second weekend he advertised a hair gummy supplement thing not even sure don't agree with that in the first place but whatever he advertised one um and she basically got really upset about it because she owns a hair supplement company and so she they had obviously had a private conversation about it and then she did a youtube video sort of kind of outing him about how she thought it was really unfair because she'd supported him throughout his career her husband had um what was in the business like in the influence business and really helped james out helped him climb supported them the family had supported him when he was away from his mum and his family and stuff really close and she was just like i've been betrayed you're you're advertising my main competitor and then she also added in some other elements of what she didn't think it was, was a 43 right minute him. long yeah video, i haven't i, think, I must admit it? i haven't watched it hazel just summarized Cara, for me yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and cara said i didn't need to so um and then she also said that she felt uncomfortable at her birthday party or some meetup where james was kind of like coming on too strong to a guy who said he was straight and made, he, it basically made james sound like a real predator and so James Charles lost about 2 million subscribers very quickly. He lost 1 million, 1 million subscribers in, in 24 hours. Wow. That's mad. And everyone was making jokes like, oh, who's going to get to 10 million first, Tati or James? Like, because he'd be losing and she'd be gaining. And everyone was very much on her side. And even though I didn't know much about it at the beginning, I was kind of like, is this really happening because of hair supplements like i'm sorry you're not that moral yourself if you're selling hair supplements to people because that's a load of shit um <laughs> so i was just kind of like whatever and i spoke to various people about it and they were kind of like well if you're um like i've spoken to a few people who um are not straight and they've said it's not strange to fancy people who are straight because they're they're more clearly in front of you you know like Mm. around in in the world that we live in there are more people who are openly straight than openly gay so you're likely to fancy someone who identifies as straight right Mm -hmm. so a couple of people quite found like her comments on that a bit strange um and then he came out with a video straight after being like crying and being like i'm so sorry i shouldn't have blah 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 and then he's just come out with a new video a few days ago which me and cara watched it was 40 minutes but it was well worth it <laughs> because he replied he he gave receipts like so he was showing text messages between everyone and basically i knew i was sort of like i don't even know who he was before but now i followed him on instagram because i'm just so like interesting oh, classic this. a scandal is yeah he's gone success. back up he's, you, you're in it yeah his his subscribe counts bopped back up again and oh, he was classic. at kylie's skincare kylie jenner's skincare range um like promo with chris the momager um and basically that's what i think the dissertation should be on how you come back from a public shaming oh Ooh. and i tell you listeners this is not just me talking about something <laughs> insignificant on youtube i have been reading coincidentally john ronson's now you've been so you've been publicly shamed which came out in 2015 but i've only just got around to reading it you know but it's been really interesting and it's like how do people clap back from 
being shamed? What do you think about it? Like, because we live in a world where everyone, you do anything and someone's going to pull you up on it. Yeah, I do agree. Oh, I think the the rules of the game are probably changing with social media and like cancelling culture and everything. But generally, I think in the past few years, it was that celebrities would kind of do anything to get a scandal or the PR people behind them would do anything to get a scandal. Like you say, this scandal has made you follow James Charles like on social media. And before, I'm trying to think of another celebrity who's like behaved badly and it's actually gone well for them yeah well i don't know just like dickheads like piers morgan or something it gets more clicks to say these controversial things although yeah i do see that but then the james charles thing was he wasn't he didn't bring that on himself he manipulated a situation that was brought against him not manipulated he managed to come out of it okay so far do you think? Well, from what from my non-aware perspective, it seems like this issue has been blown up. Even though it started with nothing, I mean, hair something. I know it's what. It's like people have jumped on the bandwagon. Like people who didn't like him before, because of the comments she made in that video about him, about him being like a bit creepy to predator, straight men, yeah. a bit of a predator. Everyone seems to be jumping up and saying, "Oh, he's made me feel uncomfortable before as yeah. well." It's hard to say. It's a fine line between whether like. He actually is creepy to a lot of people or whether people are just using this as an excuse to bring down someone who they already don't like. I think that's true. But I'm just intrigued, like, how he's managed... He just seems so mature in the video and I was like, wow, I 19. would be... Nine, not even the age, just, like, just the way that he had everything ordered out and the way he spoke about everyone. He was still being really respectful about everyone who had kind of shot him down. And it was. I felt so sorry for him because he basically was like... I'm going to have to tell you, I'm not creepy. I'm not making anyone do anything uncomfortable. I'm a virgin. Like, imagine having to say something that personal. He came really clean, yeah. Yeah, like, he he shouldn't have to be called to account to say that when someone's, like, put defamatory accusations up against him. I wonder if he could sue. I don't know. If, If it had seriously impacted his business. Or, do you know when you think about it and you're like, imagine if he had serious mental health issues. That had happened and he had taken his own life. Like, we wouldn't... Then there wow. would be a group of people like, oh my God, we didn't mean it. Blah. Like, I think people need to, when they're trolling or when they're coming at someone, they probably need, and trying to cancel them, they do need to think about that because it does yeah. have such an impact. I know, and a long-term impact. I think that's the big difference, thinking about it now, like with social media today, because it used to be, what was the phrase with newspapers? Like, one day's headline is the next day's fish and shit paper. Ooh, you know, it would I be like, like everything. It would be like, whoa, scandal. Next day, new story, yeah, new yeah. story. Whereas now with social media. You can revisit it, it. Yeah, exactly. And like people who were tweeting things five years ago are getting targeted. Yeah. And then for this, like it can be dragged out. And I can't believe what you said about him losing a million subscribers in a day. Yeah. That's it. like people mental. had chosen her team and were like in support. I'm going to unfollow him. Like the power of the unfollow. Yeah. But I mean, I wonder, do you know how many more he's gained like since. I think he's back up to like where he, he was. Like whether he profited in a way. No, like, no, I don't think wise. he did. Let me have a look. When I looked him the other day, he was near 15 mil again. He didn't lose wow. that many on... I don't think he lost really any on Instagram, which is interesting. That is interesting. So it was a Twitter spat. Oh, YouTube, you said. Yeah, it was YouTube. It was a YouTube video off. Oh, They don't call ooh. it that. I've just made that up. That is hard, actually, because video it's kind of there yeah nothing is it's spoken word it's you very hard to retract from that yeah. yeah do you think that's the best way to come back from public shaming to come clean in a video i would always feel nervous about doing video because i knew that things 
like it, the words are out there. You couldn't. You can't. You can't backtrack. From well, that. we do a podcast, Morgana. I know. Watch what you say. Oh God, I'm gonna be held accountable. Okay, so his ideas. <laughs> his latest video has thirty eight million views. Wow. That's mental. Hey, wait, are we just talking about a normal makeup video? No, 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 no. This is his no more lies. The receipts. Oh. Um. He's got fifteen million subscribers. He's gone back up. And interestingly, he's put in the. Um, description sexual assault hotline number and a suicide hotline number which Ooh. is quite poignant don't you think indeed um, indeed and some and the comments say james charles has officially played the strongest reverse card in history one sue for defamation two jeffrey was bullying you and it's pretty gross everyone literally he's the only person who reached 14 million thrice very mature well, it sounds oh, like he's kind of come out well. Someone's commented, imagine if we cared about climate change as much as we cared about this. Oh, what about ism? <laughs> Always. But yes, let's bring it into the conversation. But yeah, so I just think the public shaming thing is really interesting and I'm... It is an interesting topic. It ties into something else that was in the news <gasps> well, while we were me. on our holly bobs. Um, which was the Danny Baker yes. scandal. That he basically tweeted a picture of two parents like holding hands with a, an well, orangutan like, in a suit they looked like yeah and he said oh yeah. welcome the royal baby or something and royal baby leaves hospital wow. yeah okay. royal baby leaves hospital and um due to the racist connotations he immediately was sacked by the bbc what are your thoughts on this Al? um i honestly don't understand how you wouldn't have comprehended the racial connotations i completely agree i literally was like this is the you're just ignorant if you don't understand that. How but then are we not? saying that as... Although he's he must be at least partially I saw a well tweet educated. from a fellow comedian and they were just like, when you are a comedian, you kind of analyse a joke or a topic or something from every single angle. Like, she just... Like, he would have known. Surely he would have known. Yeah. It but is... then he was, like, wearing a fez when they... I just... He, I think strange. he's a strange man. Like, I didn't know who he was before no, this no, scandal. Um, I think some people are saying it seems like quite a harsh reaction. Like, for example, in the episode of Beyond Today, one of our faves, Renee Edo-Lodge is asked about the issue. Um, She's the author of the Why I'm No Longer Talking to White People About Race. And it was like, what do you think of this? And she said that she thought it might be quite a strong reaction for the BBC to sack him. Yeah, which I did think was interesting. um, Because I think... Yeah, he definitely has to be held account for... It, oh, it's an awkward one. It seems really strong, but then I think didn't he have a radio broadcast straight afterwards or something? And it did he had really a, well. He had a stand-up show thing. Oh yeah, that was it. But that's obviously people who like like him enough to go and buy a ticket to see him. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be interesting. We'll see how the public shaming thing comes because if he if can he rebuild, back if he can bounce back, and he, to be fair, he did issue an apology. Claiming ignorance. Claiming ignorance, though. It wasn't really an apology. Yeah, it was true. like, I didn't realise that this was this. But he did say but, it was, like, disgusting. Like, he, he admitted yeah. that it was, like, really bad when he thought about it. Um, I just don't know, because you can never truly know someone's intentions, can you? Yeah, exactly. But I think... I'm glad it was made headlines. It was in the news. It brought conversations to the fore, and it will make other people be more sensitive when they post things like that that could offend a racial group that's true but i think the thing about public shaming what i've been reading that john ronson's written is a lot about how you are very quick to jump on someone and be like oh my god that's disgusting but because you you're so glad it's not you you're just even if you wouldn't do that thing but in any terms of public shaming you just think thank christ that's not me i wouldn't want to be them Mm. and so that almost makes you more 
like vicious towards them and i just think like is there any room for like redemption i think there is truth in that um because we'll have all said things not necessarily like yeah. Danny Baker has, but we'll have all said and done things that we're not proud of that we don't want anyone to think about and so when we see someone else shamed there is a little bit of us that is like oh thank god they don't know that I yeah. said this three no, years I ago I do totally agree with that and Rennie seems to agree with that because she said I tell everyone all the time delete their tweets she said that she yeah. was pro-life a few, like years and years ago mm-hmm. before she had sex yeah. Um, and she was like, imagine, like, if people brought that up, it's not yeah. who I am anymore. And people are capable of evolving. So it's just like, how do you come back and prove that you've evolved? Yeah, or that's that you can true. Change? I mean, it doesn't mean, I mean, in that stand up show that did so well, I think he, like, acknowledges the tweet. He doesn't talk about the Royals disrespectfully. I don't think he talks about the BBC disrespectfully. I think the BBC just felt that they needed to take fast action and show that they don't agree with that kind those kind of comments. Yeah. Also it is the royal family you can't offend. Oh, them, and the royal you? family and the BBC do have quite a close relationship, yeah. don't they? For all those of us who watch the crown, we know. You we don't know. Wanna, you don't want to piss Hazard off. Oh no, no. No. He's been feeling... Although he has worn a Nazi uniform before. Has he? Yes. Really? Yeah, he dressed he dressed up as a Nazi costume. You're joking. No, years ago when he was like a bit of a reb. Oh my god, that's the most like rebellious thing he could do. But no one is. Oh Harry, cheeky boy. But then how's he come back from that? You know. He only went into the army for a few years and then came back like mental health campaigner. So how, yeah, so we need to we need to assess. His, I guess was he ever public? I don't. It was when we were young, so I wouldn't have mm. remembered how he was treated. He wasn't shamed. He was more. It was like in the headlines of the mirror. And so whatever. what privilege has he got to be able to do that and it be, um, funny? Right, because mm. technically a Nazi uniform could offend, offend a racial Jewish group. People, yeah. yeah, and so what? What privilege or what has made him able to kind of get past that? And then what will happen to Danny Baker? Yeah, I'm intrigued. Well, it's a different trial by the public nowadays. Mm. Like, like with the social media, these things are dragged out. But with some people to say for, ha- for Harry, for example, oh, he's just a bit of a rebel. We like him because he's not like the other mm. royals. He's a bit of a bit of an odd boy, you know, going yeah. out drinking, just dressing in a uniform. How silly. Like, has he got away with that? Whereas now we're a bit more militant with holding people to account, which is not necessarily yeah. a bad thing. No, it's true. It's true. And I didn't know who Danny Baker was before. No, no, this is how he's going to be known in my mind. And I don't know who else With is. a fez. With a, why was he wearing Why? I don't know. Je ne comprends pas. But... Ooh, do you speak oh. French? We oui. <laughs> The language of love. Oh, my oui, lesbian oui. lover. Ooh, oi, calm down, Elle. We're on, we're on record. But yeah, public shame. That was, I feel like that was a bit of an open-ended convo. So any feedback, and if you'd like to yeah. join in with the conversation, let us know. Do comment on wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or tweet us at Fajitas Night. Oh, we actually remember to say that within the podcast. Maybe you'll actually listen this time, listeners. <laughs> or just Instagram, both of us. Oh, yeah. I'll reply. Yeah, same. I love a good Insta. Oh, I do. Oh, I do. Something else that I've been consuming. Sorry, I didn't even ask. Recommendation. Well, we are just having a bit of a general chat, aren't we? I already know you've consumed. I am offended. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Is I consumed Vox on your recommendation? Woo! Woo woo! Early listeners will remember it's the book about where women are only allowed to speak a hundred words a day. Um, I liked it. Interesting concept. Very fast paced at the yeah, end. Or just comes to a bit of a conclusion. Wrap it up very quick. Very quick. But um it's very interesting to read in relation to the abortion laws that are being passed in America, in yes. Georgia and Alabama. Um where essentially they are making abortion legal in like Abortion yeah, legal? Ill- 
No, what, what am I you saying? You sounded illegal. Illegal. Yeah. Do I blur illegal. my words? I think you blurred your words. I know words. the one that I mean. The one yeah. that's bad for women. Would you remember last year when we were talking about pro-life or pro-choice and I kept saying the wrong one and I was like, no, I'm not oh, no. pro-life. Word vomit. <laughs> I know. But, um, yeah, so in, like, you're reading this dystopian novel and you're like, how can this happen? But we are literally living in a world I know. where it just happens. And this, well, the thing that I think about this is that, like, you know when... Or in Handmaid's Tale, when they're mm. like, when did this all... How did we let this happen when we were just, like, living our lives and I don't know where it went wrong? It's like, it's gr- it's a gradual thing. Oh, yeah, definitely. And it starts with, like, taking away the most basic... The most... the small Not the smallest, but, like, the most basic rights slowly. Yes. And then suddenly you... Can't I know. speak. Exactly. It's such... I'm not trying to scare slow. everyone. I know, but it is so scary, I think, because you get such positive press coverage over something like the repeal the eighth or we did in this country anyway Mm. and then also this ties into our whole echo chamber of like we're surrounded by uni students we follow quite liberal young people on social media and we think oh who would even think like that but then clearly so many people do Mm. and the people who are writing these laws definitely are not in the same headspace as we are and also in terms of the echo chamber like we're always constantly comparing ourselves with america and i think we do that in loads of ways to make ourselves as a, as a like a nation feel better like oh but we're not we're not as bad as america but these things are creeping up on us so like with for example obesity we'll be like oh but we're not as oh bad my God, but so we are true. as bad as america now in proportion so and it's the same thing with northern ireland and with america we're all talking and like i know a lot of things that we've listened to and consumed this week have mentioned northern ireland but just like to reiterate we're saying again oh my god it's so awful in america it's happening literally next to us exactly like, and so our government can help prevent it from continuing the way it is from a law from like the 1800s exactly I, it's so scary that these things could be coming in now and as you say it's a slippery slope it makes me concerned for what's next to be honest yeah and isn't it strange that like yeah readings to say i read laura bates everyday sexism mm. and i it, ma- it fills me with so much hope that like we're starting to let these conversations into our everyday life and people are becoming more aware and like discussions are being had in like university institutions outside on podcasts and i feel like everyone's a lot more open to listening to things that a few years ago would have been taboo so like feminism for example yeah. but then on the flip side the actual actions that are happening as for example this abortion law is just completely the opposite. And then it's, yeah, I'm just trapped in how is it Well, it just makes you realise, like, is it the people who aren't speaking up? Like, people without... People who we're not seeing on social media, obviously, are they the majority there? Are they the ones who actually want this to happen? Or is it just this group of, like, white male rulemakers? But they've been voted in. Yeah, By constituents, surely. Like, so so they, they represent... The people. People, yeah. Oh, it's terrifying. Are we going to deconstruct democracy? I don't. I don't know. Ooh, I don't know what to do about ooh. this. But what is interesting it's like is a dystopian novel. <laughs> I think so. Do you want to do a second dissertation? <laughs> Never going back. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, what was I going to say? Can't even remember. It was something about something profound. Well, I think it could have been, and you <laughs> caught me at the wrong time. Oh, it's because you were referencing my disc just tie in as well if anyone wants another recommendation for another feminist <laughs> dystopian novel i recommend the power anyone want to read into it more deeply just at me i thought you were going to recommend your own dissertation like pdf then oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well no when it gets its grade oh, we, uh, ooh, ooh, <laughs> disgusting but yeah no we just wanted to mention that because we do think it's quite obviously a very significant 
law that has passed. Oh, Elle, have you had a little I had a, sorry, I just did a signal to Morg, which was like, mm-hmm. I have remembered click. Um, yeah, so I've also, so with Mumro Bergdorf, she's been kind of, and Pandora Sykes, they've both been on social media saying, like, wh- how you can help. Because I think with these situations, when it's not necessarily something that you can it feels do geographically so- yes. far away, and like, how could I ever have the power? And so everyone's just been like, well, what can we do? And, and it's basically like, donate money to charities and funds that support. And so it's, I need to consciously switch in and figure out how much or if I can, etc. donate, even if it's like a fiver. Yeah. Which, yeah. that that's literally like me going and buying lunch on campus which yeah. I don't do but I because I'm not doing it maybe I can donate the money <gasps> exactly there's a thought so yeah. and it is and raising the conversation as well I know it is accused a lot of being clicktivism in our generation you know like hashtag repeal the eighth or like but not actually doing anything to really support it but these kind of things they do raise a conversation and then hopefully that will lead people to either petitions, petitions send, send things to mps yeah, yeah yeah exactly exactly the power is with the people as you say the people writing the laws they are voted in they should be representing us so hopefully things don't go in the horrible way that they things seem to happen to <laughs> in vox which uh, was a bit of a weird book in the end but yeah onwards to what else we have consumed what else have we consumed now do you want me to ask you about this one because i know you're very excited well no because it's going to be a very balanced nuanced discussion <laughs> between the two of us so when we went to dublin we know that megan's favorite film <laughs> from outing you meg is new moon um she literally watched it i'd say every day when we were in berlin that is brilliant. Constantly downloaded on her phone on Netflix because she had no Wi-Fi. Tragic. So <laughs> we made her watch it as in we asked her. We literally met her and we're like, please can we watch New Moon? Her mum was like, you've come to Dublin you want to watch New Moon? And we were <laughs> like, like oh. <laughs> Yes, Don't we do. We'll, we'll visit the cliffs tomorrow. <laughs> so, yeah, Morgana, you can kick us off. Well, with... I just personally think, how, how can we do a pop culture podcast <laughs> where we don't discuss the Twilight Saga that captured a generation? And not just in, in their our generation, years. because it was the tweens, but also the Twi mums were the ones who were absolutely mental. So I've got a few little topics that I want to discuss <laughs> on this. The way. I'm so ready for this. So, number one, in relation to feminism... Bella as a feminist icon. Oh, what God. do we think? I'm just going to straight up say she is absolutely in no way a representation of a feminist <laughs> icon. And I would refuse to follow her as a feminist icon. She is the most vapid person <laughs> that I've ever, ever seen. And I've made a discovery upon our rewatching of Twilight and New Moon that the reason that Edward can't read her mind is because there is nothing in there, people. <laughs> She has no thoughts. She has no hobbies. She has no friends. She has no interests. She has no interests. All she wants is to become immortal and frozen in her brainless state for centuries to come. Just to add, that is so annoying. And just to add to that, and also relating to our Valentine's Day special, how we what we hate nice. about rom-coms is that, like... Mm-hmm. Well, one of the things we hate about rom-coms... We love rom-coms, by the way. But toxic one, narratives one of the to- within toxic rom-coms. Narr- yeah, 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 so yeah. one of the toxic narratives is that... People get together and they're in love, but you see no development of the relationship. With Edward and Bella, I genuinely don't think they've had a conversation. Oh, no, no, no. They Have literally they spoken? What they do in their free time, Elle, is they go and they lie in a meadow together <laughs> and look into each other's eyes. And then she'll be, like, reciting some weird poem in, like, a dreary voice, like, and then I thought again, what? It's absolutely... She's so annoying. It is ridiculous. But I've realised the reason, or well, my theory as to why it taps into a generation so well, is because she is so empty and void, any person can slot themselves right in there so that they are the love interest of 
Jacob and Edward, who have both said, well, Edward says that you're like my brand of heroin, romance. And they, they just both feel... And then, and then he's going to commit suicide when he hears oh, yeah. she dies, a la Rom and Jewel. In um yeah, yeah in Italy I wonder what I wonder if Stephanie Mayer consciously made her have no personality or whether the romance and relationship side of it took over the fact that she had no personality. Do you know what I mean? Like, was it a conscious decision or did it just get swept away because they I were don't think she had one at first. Narrative? And also, interestingly, I was reading up on this. Bella, the, Bella and Edward's relationship is like textbook for like an abusive relationship because Bella in the first book constantly draws attention to her own feelings of insecurity. I'm so uncoordinated. I can't dance. Oh, I've got no friends. How he fancies me, but does I'm she so, think that? I'm so plain. What? She's uncoordinated. No, no. The friends. Does she recognise that she has no mates? No, no. She doesn't. No, you're right. She doesn't think that far. But she thinks um, <laughs> she's not capable. <laughs> she's incapable. Um. Yeah, but she's just like, I'm from Phoenix and yet I'm pale. How can he fancy me? Ooh, boo-hoo. Oh, it's like Lord. she Yeah, that's drawn attention to. And then Edward kind of like... And then so she worships the ground that Edward walks on. She's like, someone like him can fancy someone like me? Oh, my God. And then she's trapped. They're both trapping each other. It's just I very don't get strange. It. She literally... She talks to Jacob, like, far more. I mean, mm. it's still not interesting. But they have actual <laughs> conversations rather than just being... Declaring love all the time. I know. Declaring love is in a relationship. That's... Also that's true. What... I don't... Uh, eh? But let's move on to those conversations with Jacob. Because what is she discussing? She's discussing how to build a motorbike or how to go to cliff jumping. Get herself very close to death so that she can see a vision yes. of her ex-boyfriend. <laughs> she has actual oh. PTSD. The golden scene, of course, listeners, of New Moon <laughs> is when she's sat in the chair and the months go by. Oh, no. And she's just sat, not moving, screaming in her sleep, PTSD from her boyfriend. It is such a toxic narrative. And I think she has spawned a generation of girls... Or art imitating life, life imitating art, who knows? Girls who were there already who tap into Bella's unhealthy psychology. That one, like a woman, a girl just needs a boyfriend to complete yeah, her life. I think it adds to that, it definitely does. I think does. it builds from it and I think it also festers it. It makes it And worse. in terms of friendships, I actually find it really jarring that like the group of friends that she was friends with are made out to seem like, Jessica's made seem really bitchy. I'm sorry, I would be acting the same as her. If, if I made friends with a girl... So true. And then she ditched us for a boyfriend for like a year. And then the boyfriend left and she still didn't come and say hi. And then she suddenly just <laughs> turned up one day and was like, hey, do you want to go to the movies? But she had no personality. I would too be like, please And then leave they me do alone. go to the movies. And what does she do afterwards? She, she ditches her. Some, she leaves her. She Jessica, does. you have a right to be a bitch. Oh, I'm actually such a fan of Jessica. And the reason that Edward doesn't like her is because he knows that Jess- he can he- hear Jessica's thoughts that she like dislikes Bella. And it's like, why do you think she dislikes her? She's an awful, awful friend and a boring, boring person. Oh my gosh, she's so And she actively boring. left Jessica like to go on that motorbike with those random guys, she put her in danger. She's not a, she's not a good person. Oh, no, she is definitely not a good person. We're getting really, too. really into this. Oh, well, there's a lot to say, isn't there, Elle? And, like, the personification of <laughs> the toxic narrative that Bella's brought... Yes, I am an English literature. <laughs> ...is the saga that Form. follows. <laughs> as we all know, E.L. James wrote Fifty Shades of Grey... We as, also started rewatching this. <laughs> ...fan fiction of the Twilight Saga. And when you watch, as me and Elle have, New Moon followed by Fifty Shades Darker <laughs> immediately afterwards with no breaks. You see the similarities between the two yeah. heroines. 
and there's always two guys after them why are two guys after a girl with no personality i just don't understand this it's so unhealthy this feeds the idea set out perfectly in anger songs and perfect snogging Ooh. boys don't like funny girls oh my what? god that's the biggest load of crap i've ever heard in my life jazz you're supposed to be a cheese and pineapple stick <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it is so true and then the men themselves are so controlling like christian gray obviously like what high, buying the company she works oh for. my god give at least anastasia right i'll give her this mm. has a bit more resistance to him coddling her than bella bella would coddle. love it she'd if love a coddle she would love <laughs> a coddle whereas when he buys the company at least anastasia is like yeah. christian I can't, you can't just buy the company I work at. <laughs> That's literally, Christian. I know. Christian Grey. Anastasia Steele. And then he comes in, I know the boss turns out to be a creep, but when she's having a beer with him, Christian comes in and like, asserts dominance. It's like, oh, you it's can just, just so chill out. Creepy. What well, so does macho. the same when Jacob starts getting on his turf and he's just like, stay away. Trying to isolate Bella from all of her friends, essentially. Although I'm not vilifying Edward. In fact, in this instance, I would say Bella is the, person of it all so oh. how could you just have no backbone the winner of it all is charlie poor charlie oh i know that poor man he's a good dad and she just gives him no respect oh really she really respect. doesn't i'm trying to think of the other points that i have on this while you're we gonna are think going of them when we finish the podcast i know. And you're be i just want to throw out a little one and i'd like us to tweet um please tweet if you have any opinions on this i view the team edward versus team jacob as a bit of a class divide <gasps> wow wow i was saying what, wait say what you were three two one Oh, Team, team Edward. Oh, I was Jacob. I actually was Edward. After all this talk about how controlling it was, I think I just... I don't know. I was like, if they're, one of them's fucked up, they're both fucked up. I kind of thought they could they live out their fit. fucked up life together. They were both fit, but I, I think... didn't want Jacob tarnished. No, but also... Well, I didn't think that much when I was younger. I just thought that Jacob seemed funner. Well, he is. He was significantly funner. Funner? And, more fun. And it did make like more sense. I mean, you know, Bed- Edward is frozen. Like, it literally does not make sense for them to have had a baby. Like, he can't have erections. I'm just throwing that out there. Anyway, back to the class divide. I mean, is it bestiality if she has sex with Jacob, though? Because he's technically a wolf. Oh, God, it's all messed up. Or is it, no, what's the word when you have sex with dead people? Necrophilia! Bella is even weirder than we thought. She's into both of those things. (laughs) Anyway... Um, yeah, because the Cullens are really rich and stuff, and when Edward gets her a present, he gets her, like, this diamond heart, whereas Jacob, like, tittles. Carves. What's the word? Tiddles? Tiddles? There's a word. Carves. Oh, okay, that's not what I mean. Whittles. Whittles. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> wooden wolf. He whittles a wooden wolf. Say it again faster. He whittles a wooden wolf. <laughs> But yeah, I just think that is it because no one, like, people always root for the underdog. Ha, dog. See what I did there? Oh, you are clever. Oh, I know. But <laughs> he is the alpha. I of... am the alpha of the pack. My grandfather was Ebenezer. How do I remember that? Oh, my God. Don't watch. Was that the final film? I think that was, yeah. Or was it Eclipse? I think. I it... say they blur. Yeah, well, it was awful. Oh my god! No, but, they got too excited about the CGI. Oh, we can't deny. I know. And then, then at the end, at the first in the first one, vampires <laughs> tear it apart. You've got to rip up the pe- oh, what yeah. is it? rip up the pieces and, and, burn, and burn them. them. By the final one, you literally just touch Tap a vampire and, and they, they crumble. Yeah, so ridiculous. Stupid. But um, I have to say, when we do rewatch them, we are straight back in it. Oh so yeah, it I get is lost in the twilight. They captured a generation. 
And the moms. And the moms. What were the moms sad about the moms? They were just the crazy ones. In that, I, I've referenced it before, but on the awards chatter interview with our Pats, he's talking about how, yeah, the tweens and the teenagers were fine. It was the moms. And they'd all be there like, signs for my daughter, joke, sign my boobs. Weird. They were just like, yeah, quite psychotic, wanting an Edward for themselves. Um, but, yeah, oh God, there's so much to say. There is so it, much This to is say. such a deep vein. We suggest that you all rewatch them in succession oh yeah definitely and when you are watching new moon dear listeners please <laughs> i keep addressing you long um you've got to turn up the volume really loudly when <laughs> <laughs> when jacob is leaning in to kiss bella in the kitchen scene in the kitchen scene and you will hear something you've never heard before yeah you will have to Google it. Quel Me and Morgan are literally like laughing for about yeah. 10 minutes it's and we rewound it. If you don't it. spot it yeah. on the first watch, you've really you got to pay attention. It's like a movie mistake, but I the think movie, it was meant I to be think, in there. I think it is intentional. Just like the paper cut and all of the scenes. Oh, that yeah, can so we just talk about that as well? How unrealistic. So Jasper <laughs> manages to go around school. <laughs> Every day, and he's absolutely fine, yeah? yeah. And he obviously has been around Bella before. She gets a paper cut. That's the smallest amount of blood you can ever get out. Yeah, no, no, but then Edward pushes her into the glass table and she bleeds more. Yeah, but, but he is, pushes yeah. her because J- Jasper is so attracted to the paper cut blood. I know. How are you getting through school? But she's supposed to have this intoxicating blood although i think it's only intoxicated for edward the reason no 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 it's not it's all the vampires really like the smell of her because the the old one with the long hair that's part of the oh laurent no 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 the one that's part of the what they called volturi oh he is also like he's like oh you smell like you do smell really good she's got she's she's got got a strong scent God. But either way, she's so boring. I'd rather have a personality than a strong scent. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll end on that one then. What else have you been consuming recently, Al? Um, I have already kind of spoken about. So I read Laura Bates Everyday Sexism, which was great. I can't so wait to interesting. Borrow. I love stats. It was a book full of stats mm. and it was divided into great sections. So there was like a women in media, women in like young women, so like girls in schools, uh women in university settings and higher education, women in politics, which was so interesting. It talks about like well, it's from two thousand fourteen, so actually Theresa May wasn't Prime Minister um then, but it does talk about her as a home secretary and how she was sort of like framed in the media and stuff along with other female um politicians so interesting i, I, ju- really I can't even recommend it more yeah yeah um and also i've just got to say i had been thinking how nothing had really happened to me in terms of like catcalling in ages when i was reading it and then the week after i've had three incidents weird so weird so the one was when we were on the train do you yeah. remember when we were going to dublin yes so me and Morgana were on the train going to Dublin. Well, this is like we were going to the airport mm. um, from Birmingham. And we were looking for seats because it was quite busy. It was early in the morning. Um, and I was walking down the aisle and then this guy who was about 55, 60. Um, I mean, the age actually shouldn't matter at all. It just made it a little bit more creepy. He was like, oh, you can have a seat on my lap if you want. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no thank you and sort of did an awkward like smile walk away hideous and then I think he recognized that we were not vibing that and then he like sort of 
got up and was like, oh, you can actually have my seats and then moved away and then we had to take his seats and it just felt like a really weird exchange. It was exchange. like weird, it was like this chivalrous thing in his mind, but to us we were like, you're being I know, weird. and we, he wouldn't let us not take the seats and then we had to take the seats and then I felt like that was an exchange of like, oh, you've been able to say that to me Yeah. and I've taken your seat so it's okay when I was actually like, that's not okay, you can't go around saying that to people. Exactly. So that was weird because I haven't had any instances of like catcalling in so long. So then that, then I was walking to... up. Uh, Bristol Road to the train station and this guy was just like hello darling looking good and I was like I look like shit I'm wearing no makeup <laughs> and I'm on the way to the gym um and then the other time was literally two days ago when I text you and yeah. I was like standing at the to cross the road and this guy was like hey you're some kind of fire and I was I, again I was on the way to I'm not looking good I'm just gonna <laughs> say that so there's clearly no standards they're just saying it to be annoying and it's just the the thing is is People might be like, oh, how are you not taking that as a compliment? It makes everybody feel uncomfortable. Like, oh, definitely. It doesn't matter who they are, if they're fit, if they're not. You feel uncomfortable. You feel exposed. objectified, yeah. exposed. It's horrible. So please, just stop. Just yeah. don't say anything. If you want to say something nice and you feel awkward, just maybe tap them on the shoulder and be like, oh, you look really lovely today. Don't say it in a creepy way, like... Or you're some kind of fire, or like, oh, look, I don't know. Is there any way? Nice? I, I don't know if there is a nice way to say it. You can really. say that someone looks nice. Yeah. In the same way that girls would be like, I really love your outfit. Yeah. Or you look really nice. Oh my god, I love your hair. I guess there's a time and a place. Just yeah. be wary. But yes, yeah, so I've been reading everyday sexism, and then those weird things happen, and I was like, wow, the world is crazy. And then obviously John Ronson still going through. Um, I watched. Dead to Me, the whole series, the Ooh, day yes. before my final exam. <laughs> Classic. Was, yeah, it was about six hours. That was a good series. It was a great series. Recommend Dead to Me. It. I can't. I made everyone Netflix. else. Yeah, Netflix made all my friends watch it, and I. The only way I could describe it is you will be crying one minute, you'll be laughing, and you will be in the biggest suspense of your life the next. Like it's Ooh. just a whirlwind ride it's exactly what you want it's what TV you want show, the suspense it? is just crazy it's like really good um a good binge it's a good binge and the episodes are only 30 minutes so you don't get sick <laughs> oh i also started Ru- rupaul's drag race oh from series one really loving it yeah yeah have you not watched it before no oh i know pete always tried to get me you to are watch very it. very late to that are you doing it in time for the UK one? I'm doing a Morgana. No, I just <laughs> <All right. laughs> had nothing to do. That's <laughs> I was so like, funny. I'm gonna watch. Well, for the UK one, I'm so excited because it's Graham Norton and Alan Carr who oh, will be on the judging them. panel, and they are two of my favourite humans in the world. So it will be amazing. Yeah. Oh, I listened to a podcast. So I've already mentioned the Renio de Lodge one. Listen to BBC World Service. New podcast alert. Not just talking about the same four I listen to all the time. Okay. BBC World Service. And I listen to episode Survivor 195, Taking Down Larry Nazar. So it was about... Ooh. Do you remember the Olympic doctor, gymnast doctor, Larry oh, Nazar? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yes. Who molested, like, hundreds oh my of God, teenage yeah, girls. Yeah, and it was um one of the Survivors, 195. She just... Um, come, she's kind of like revealed herself and her, her um, real identity and she was talking about less so about the actual instance of like molestation but more about the training process of of being a gymnast and how she ended up getting having to be treated by him etc and honestly it's mental gymnasts are just like another kind of being she really? like broke her back <gasps> and then 
continue, she wanted to train, so she went to like ten different doctors, and they were all like, "You will lose the use of your legs if you keep training, like if you wow. put this much pressure on them." And then her parents and her obviously they wanted to train, so she went to Larry, and they were like, "If Larry says it's okay, it's okay. He's a gymnast doctor. He's not just a normal doctor." And he was like, "We can do this." Obviously, included his disgusting molestation techniques, but he was like. It's really sad because when you listen to it, you know that she still has or had so much respect for him and so much trust in him. And like she said in it, like, I forgive you. Like, it's sad to see how someone who was believed in so much. So he was like she looked up to him, like misused that trust. Yeah. But yeah, it's like really. So she talks about how she used to. I can't even think about it. She couldn't feel her legs. So she would have to tighten them with like. Um, tape and slap heat pads on oh them so no. she could get a tingling feeling just so she could tell where they were on the beam oh my oh god, my god. That's it was another mental. level of dedication yeah. that's awful so that was so good and then i've Ooh. listened to a few other bbc world service you oh, can just I'm pick there's quite a out. few yeah. yeah nice so um yeah do you tell me what you've been consuming well, um, in relation to last week's episode, I actually found a podcast on one of my favourite podcasts called Talking Taste Buds, which I've talked about before. Um, and there was an episode with Swati Deepak on um, Is Fashion a Feminist Issue? Which really Ooh. ties into our discussion last week. So I just wanted to mention a few points um, where she basically talked about it in a more sophisticated way than we did. Um, so, <laughs> I recommend you listen to that. So um, we discussed like when you have like the word feminism on your T-shirt. Um, but you're not really actually supporting feminism because you are wearing fast fashion. There is a word for that. It's called girl washing. Which okay. I knew that before we did our thing. Yeah. Um, which is really interesting and like capitalising on the feminist trend. Um, and it was just interesting um, talking about fashion in relation to gender and how it is always women who are like marketed the latest trends. Um, and it was it was just such an interesting episode. I'm going to highlight other points that I found interesting. Um, apparently women are more um, behave more environmentally consciously than men do so like they tend to be more vegetarian they tend to recycle more mm-hmm. and it, the episode was considering whether this relates to toxic masculinity and okay. whether like acting green in those ways it's like feminine and like caring about the planet oh bro i don't yeah. do that yeah which i found really interesting and i wonder if there is actually truth in that i'm still and, shocked like, when i hear guys are vegan i'm like oh wow, i know cool. i know yeah exactly yeah. It is surprising, um, and I think that is definitely a stereotype that needs to be worked through. Um, also, another point was that, like, they were kind of supporting sustainable fashion and things, and they were talking about how it should be that, like, obviously we research the brands that we buy from, that is the ideal, and the ideal would be that, did you know that, like, champagne, in some countries it's illegal for it to, like, it isn't technically champagne unless yeah, yeah, it is yeah. from the region. From of, champagne. Yeah, yeah I did know that. And then they were talking about how, like, um for certain like weaves that are made in like guatemala was the example that was used in the podcast how like that should have the same pattern oh okay yeah and then it would be like it would support jobs in that local community for those women yeah and then cheap knockoffs couldn't be made elsewhere which are like negatively impacting the environment am i right what what isn't that a saying call us Call a spade a spade. Oh, call a spade a spade. I thought you were saying something in Spanish. I was like, yes, hell. <laughs> Deep. Yes, valid, valid, yes. Um, So that was an interesting pod. Um, I also listened to the Louis Theroux interview on Desert Island Discs. Oh, is it good? I've got um, it saved. It is good, yeah. Yeah, it is good. Whereas, um, this was mentioned in the high-low, but, um, like, 
because he's a journalist himself, you he's never vulnerable. He's so measured. In the interview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, like, analyses himself before the interviewer gets a chance Aww. to analyse him. It is so interesting hearing him talk about his life. Um, but you're like, I'm not seeing any vulnerability. I'm not getting mm. any, like, feelings from him. But yeah. I think that's just him and, like, how detached he has to be in his career. Yeah. And he knows, like, what an interviewer is like. So that was quite interesting. Which ties into... Um, what we were listening, we what we watched the other night, L. Yes. The Louis Theroux documentary on postnatal depression. Really heartbreaking. It was really sad, um, but yeah, worth watch to be educated yeah, about definitely. it. Which oh links actually really nicely into the final thing that I've consumed. I didn't even realise I made this segue. God, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the was um the Lily Allen biography, My Thoughts Exactly, which was a really good read. I would really recommend. Um, I've listened to a lot of interviews with Lily Allen now, who is a fascinating, like controversial figure. Um, but the book kind of explains how a lot of her erratic behaviour does stem from childhood trauma um and like just a very unusual upbringing mm. um with parents who weren't really around kind of brought up in these clubs exposed to drugs and things like that at a lot younger age and she has been through some like quite traumatic events in her life like tying on from the louis documentary she did have a stillborn baby she had a miscarriage mm-hmm. um she also had a stalker for years oh God, yeah, very scary like he like basically tried to kill her he, like burgled her um and sexual assault as well she's been through a lot and i do yeah i worry about her she does kind of like sometimes you read it and you're like well lily why do you have to do that you did get into that situation (laughs) but she kind of like caveats it with saying look i'm a narcissist i behave badly i do all this she doesn't really excuse herself she just says like i'm not great and i'm trying to learn which is quite a nice yeah, takeaway. Yeah, be interested to see what she does now. I really yeah. love her new album. I love it's the new so album. It's so good. No shame. Exactly, especially after she talks about this, like, Sheezy. Is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one Jesus. before and how that was... Sheezus. And how that was a bit of a failure. And she kind of suspects that she might have had postnatal depression at that time. Oh, she was very off Threw the rails. herself into work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very bad. She needed money. I think this is a big thing that she picks up in the book that, like, everyone assumes pop stars, you've got loads of money. She was like, no, I just had two kids and I had to go and pay the bills. I was the breadwinner. So I went out on this American tour, didn't spend time with my children, um, and, yeah, behaved really badly. Was got this separation anxiety, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so definitely worth reading. I really like how it's not really chronologically ordered. It's kind of more themes. It'll be more like fame, you know, motherhood, all of these things. It is, like, loosely following the albums. But um, she kind of writes, like, look, this isn't chronological. I'm just telling you what I think. So, what is her thoughts know? exactly? Is it? Oh, it is indeed. Um, tell me what you've been your favorite. No, no. What? You're, what were you gonna say? I was gonna say, tell me what you've been eating. No, can you go first? Why? Because I don't know what I'm gonna say. Oh, do you think we're gonna say the same thing? I am deeply concerned. Yes. Okay. Elle, what was your best thing? That well, you've we've consumed? actually eaten really good food because we've been to Dublin. We've eaten together a lot we've, lately. I literally have seen you the whole time. Leave me alone. Although, <laughs> nights ago, what did you say? It was Elle? last night. I was night. just in my room last night. And then Elle just pops her head and goes, oh, you're here. Forgot you existed. <laughs> I was like, um, Elle, we have just been on holiday together. We've just spent a lot, a significant amount of time together. Let's be in love as my ass. <laughs> <laughs> but you've been to Cornwall, so I forgot that you were back. Oh, like, because you haven't yeah, been downstairs. Yeah, it's Timmy Nan. Um, okay, do you want me to go first then? Yes, I would. Okay, so we've eaten loads of good food, but my favourite was... 
the vegan pizzas in Dublin. Oh. So let me explain. So me and Morgan, <laughs> that's such a you thing to say. I know. Let me explain. So me and Morgan split half and half. We actually did that the whole time. We did. Because we can't have only one food group. We want to try them all. We get food envy. <laughs> we do. So we just cover both bases. So we got, um, so we each had half a pesto. So it was pesto base. Yep. Had char-grilled veg on it, like tomatoes, peppers, Ooh. onions. Fresh. It was like fresh. fresh, yeah. And then the other half, which was my personal favourite. Um, so me. was such a you pizza a barbecue and no so it was like a tomato base barbecue sauce all over it vegan mozzarella cheese which was actually really good yes. with onions peppers and black olives oh my god why do people not put black olives oh, on pizzas oh I think they're an essential and I think they're jalapenos so as well were they on there? there yeah they were I just shoved it all in my mouth <laughs> I ate there? it so quick oh they were really I forgot really jalapenos good. existed oh. Morgana oh my god what <laughs> rude rude Okay. Well, if you've gone for that one, oh, oh my God, I've eaten so well this week, Al. Little me, very content, little piggy. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I'm gonna go with it was really good, and we were really hungry. Um, the every me- day Mexican. Oh God. So oh on, my God, hungover, so on hungry. Brand. Um, we were starving, and then we went to this really good place called the Hungry Mexican in Dublin. And me and L, well, we had separate burritos. Oh, it was so good. Mine had like fried plantain in it and then all the all the toppings all the beans and meh, 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 meh. beans so, rice yeah all the goodness that comes to the burrito big portion as well it which was is necessary big, yeah um a good salad on the side and then me and l shared as a kind of starter side i don't even know what you call them what do you call them jackfruit toastadas yeah yes yeah they were kind of like a crispy bottom yeah, yeah barbecue shredded jackfruit Fresh avocado, guacamole. And the little salad it was on. salad, delicious. tomatoes. Yeah, lovely. Yeah. I do That was good. good. It was good. That was good. We have consumed many a thing. We've consumed and, well. And made me consume many a more. Many a um, more. Thank you oh, for listening more. to this episode, everybody. As always... Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe. Um, you can follow us on Spotify. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts. We're available everywhere. Tell your friends if you liked yeah, it. spread the word. Tell and them if you didn't. Slag us. us. <laughs> or slag us, yeah. No, we don't accept anything below a five-star review. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, do tweet us or message us any of your thoughts on what we have mentioned or any episode suggestions. Very intrigued to hear what you all think of Twilight. We would love to hear what you hear. What you hear? What if you've got any belly, belly, belly stuff? Fans. Oh wow, Bella we've just lost it at the end of this. Have we got any Bella fans? Does anyone actually think Twilight is feminist? Please let me know. Oh, I do want to mention this actually. Go. Because um because it was directed by a woman, written by a woman, and apparently some would say because of the timeline, actually kind of spawned the like discovering there is an audience for things that are written by things that women are fans of yeah like that appeal to women that it's like it spawned that in the media so that hunger games and things followed twilight right Right. don't know how much i agree with that we've had chick flicks for ages yeah i don't know if i agree yeah no that was my attempt at a devil's devil's avocado of twilight being feminist but no it's take your avocado and spread it on your toast oh i will (laughs) lovely see you next week Bye.